Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshippers Heart Podcast. I am elated and excited that you decided to be a part of this podcast journey with us. To our first-time listeners, thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Worshippers Heart Podcast. And to our long-time listeners, I am excited that you are back again for another episode. I am excited that you decided to spend this time listening. I'm decided that you decide to open up your heart to be a part of the worship journey and explore more about God, who he is to us, for us, and why we worship him. So I encourage you, as I always do, to sit back and relax and enjoy this journey. Thank you again for being a part. Invite a friend, invite a family member, invite someone else and spread the love of God to others and for others as we reflect who Christ is to and for us. So fellow worshipers, let's go. We're talking about the love of God. In a previous episode, we talked about the love for God. Now we're talking about the love of God. Two different angles, two different subject matters, two different things. Love of God. So let's open up with the word. First John 5, 3 tells us, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Romans 8, 38, 9. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Simply put, these scriptures say to us, regardless of anything, I stand tall. I know that there is nothing that phases me. I'm convinced that nothing living or dead, angelic or demon, nothing in the present, the future, not any power. There is nothing too tall or too wide. There is nothing in creation. That can separate me from the love of God. And when I know this, I keep his commandments because they are not burdensome. There is nothing too heavy. The commandments are not too much for me to keep. So let's look at what the love of God is, does, to, and for us. We're going to talk about three angles. The love of God is sacrificial. The love of God is unfailing and the love of God disciplines. So let's go. The love of God is sacrificial. The greatest sacrifice made was God giving his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. 
I can't imagine who would give their only child to die for people who are sinful, knowing that your child is without sin. I mean, just to imagine giving your only child and remove the sin aspect, but just to give your only child as a sacrifice. We know Abraham was prepared to sacrifice Isaac. He trusted God enough to go when God said go. But he said, we'll be back. Worship. Walking in it. Doing it. Commandment unto God. This is the ultimate sacrifice. What greater love and sacrifice? John 15, 13 tells us, this is the best way to love. Greater love hath no man than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. We're all considered friends of God. We just have to obey the commandments of God and love others as Christ loves them, loves us unconditionally. I mean, I know that's probably easier said than done, but, you know, we've learned to hold grudges, pass judgment, look at people differently, surmise things up, not understand, because we have not learned to love with the love of God. So let's look at Galatians 2, 2021. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God. For if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. But Christ who lives in me, that's the love that I give. Christ who lives in me helps me to love others unconditionally in spite of. We have to learn that the love of God, the sacrifice that was made was so great. What sacrifice does it cost us to love? Love without conditions, to have the agape love of Christ. But when we have the Christ who lives in us, that helps us to love. So the love of God, we said, is sacrificial. The love of God is unfailing. So let's think about this. In spite of all our flaws, the love of God continues for us. The love of God is an everlasting love. It is the love of God we should demonstrate for others. His love to us is unconditional. Luke 10, 27 tells us best when we see it this way. He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And I know, you know, we think, oh, I love me. Oh, how I love me. Oh, oh, how I love me. I love me. I love me. I love me. But it says, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jeremiah 31, 3 says, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you 
with unfailing kindness. Love and kindness go together. Love and kindness, love and kindness. We have to have agape, unconditional love and kindness. So we said the love of God is sacrificial. The love of God is unfailing. We also said the love of God disciplines. Hard discipline equals training for excellence. We should view the discipline of our father as training, development, and growth to make us better. No one desires to be around children who are untrained or who are not well-behaved. God disciplines us so that we can be better and be better examples for others to follow. No one follows after someone who lacks discipline. Whether we realize it or not, discipline is desired for us. Discipline is necessary for us. Discipline helps us grow, trains us, makes us better. And the love of God will mature and evolve through and in us and develops us into well-rounded people who live a life pleasing to our Father. The love of God disciplines. Hebrews 12, 7 through 11 says to us, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not, for when children are not disciplined by their fathers, if you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who discipline us and we respect them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirit and life who discipline us for a little while? But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Discipline may seem unpleasant at the time and painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Everything we need is in the Bible. Everything we need to know is in the Bible. Everything we need to know is in the Bible. Everything we need is in the Bible. We just have to take the time to read it. <laughs> take the time to read it. So now we know the love of God is Sacrificial, unfailing, and disciplines. How do we respond to the love of God? By being mature and responsible, well-trained people. By being consistent in our treatment towards others. By thinking and doing for others before ourselves. And learning to love and follow the commandments of God. That's how we respond to the love of God. We are always an example and a reflection of who Christ is for others. Christ see us. They People see us. They should see Christ. People see us. They should see Christ. They should see the word oozing out of our pores. We should be an example of how Christ loved. Be willing to wash the feet of those who follow. Be willing to submit to those in authority. Be humble. Be patient. 
Be kind. Be forgiving. Be understanding. When we do those things, we are carrying and exemplifying the attributes of Christ and the love of God. So fellow worshipers, I pray that you were blessed. I pray that we continue to seek God more. I pray that our worship is strengthened by the words that come forth in this podcast. And I pray that you are always an example and a follower of Christ. And I pray more that you remember all you need is a worshiper's heart. And dear God, we thank you. God, help us to love you above all things, above all people. Let our hearts seek you first. Let us love. Let us not demand anything from anyone, but let us love. Let us have eternal confidence and peace that comes only from you. Grant us the promises that come only through your grace. And let our hearts understand that in loving you first, we can love others more. Let us hunger and thirst. Let us have nothing left to give. Fill us with your spirit. Make our inner man and our inner life abundance so that we can love as you love us. We give our lives to you and ask for nothing in return. And even God, when we fail, we call out to you that your goodness will draw us closer to you. So God, let us learn to love. God, even if we learn to speak every language in the world, but miss the language of your love, the music of our lives will be nothing but noise. If we could speak the future and knew every secret of your plan, but failed to love others, our lives would equal zero. God, if we sacrificed all our time, our resources, our bodies, our minds, we could only hold bragging rights, but it would still be a total loss without your love. So God, we thank you that you are love. We thank you for your patience and your kindness. We thank you, God, that you have removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. God, your love never gives up on us. It endures for us through every circumstance and situations. And we thank you, God, that you love us with an everlasting love. So, God, even when our heads and our minds can't wrap around your enormous love, your unconditional love, and the love that you have for us in spite of, we still trust you. And we thank you, God, that the greatest of everything that we have is love. So, God, we know that love is patient and love is kind. We thank you, God, that you give us the strength to bear all things. We believe all things through you, and we hope all things and endure all things. So, God, help us to walk in the obedience of your commandments and the obedience of your love. Let us love others, God, as we love ourselves and as we learn to love you. These things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
Oh, and there's one more thing. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Adoye, Athena Shack, Dr. and Mrs. John and Martha Johnson, Jacqueline Harris, Chantel Hess-Taylor, and the Worshipper Heart team member, Tiana Davis. Thank you all so much for everything that you have done to invest into this ministry, into this podcast. We cannot do it without you. So if you are interested in being a valuable part of this podcast, support today. Look at us on Facebook at Worshippers Heart. Send us an email at worshippersheart67 at aol.com. And we can give you more information about how you can be a sponsor for this podcast and for this ministry. At the end of the day, all you need is a worshiper's heart.